This great sister, I tell you, she is so special. She's special to me, y'all, and she is a special lady. Sister Yvette Johnson, and she's going to share a testimony that's just going to blow your socks off, I tell you. Today, we're going to talk about the gift of motherhood and its challenges. We're going to talk about that today, but first, I want to ask Steve, now, I know that you are a Michigan person, huh? As far as that, that how was the game today, girl? I'm not wanting to talk <laughs> about that game today. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, now, this was a rivalry game, right? Isn't this the, the one of the main games of the year that, that yeah. they play? It is. It's one of our top rivalries. Uh, um, for state bragging rights, and we came up a little short today. Oh, my goodness. You know, I remember those days we used to go and listen to the band play. Now, the, I, I didn't get to, to listen or see watch any of it. I just, I'm just too busy. But what's up? You know, did the band get to play? Did you, did you at least get to hear the band play? Well, I have to admit... I didn't watch any of it either. I, oh I, I, I couldn't. I told my husband. I came in and I sat down and I bailed out before kickoff. Because oh I just kind of had a feeling. You know, last week we won and we won pretty big. And uh, Michigan State, the team that we were playing, they were humiliated uh, by when they lost their game. And so... I kind of had this feeling that we were kind of going to come in with the big head, and mm -hmm. I just, I elected not to watch it, and I'm just kind of glad that I didn't allow myself to get emotionally involved, but I'm still having a hard time. I, I, I just, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, don't want to <laughs> talk about the game. Well, <laughs> tomorrow, how about those Chiefs, huh? And they're going to be on the road and everything. Just a lot is coming up. A lot's coming up this week. Lots coming up, but really... I want to talk about that testimony, girl, that testimony about how, how you met your daughter, how you met your daughter. Now, the gift of motherhood and its challenges, mothers, motherhood is a special thing, but God doesn't always send our children the way that, you know, we would normally have a child and so you would have a child and you know of course that's your kid but god sends children in a special way huh and we want to let god be god and let him send the children the way he wants to send the children hmm? mm -hmm. that's what i think about it but i want to hear this testimony can you tell us about it please well, absolutely absolutely so i have three daughters um, the first set I inherited from my husband when we got married. 
and they're um, adults and they're twins and they're 39 years old. And uh, uh, one set has produced wonderful grandchildren for me. So I'm always really excited when I get to see them. My other daughter that I have, um, I adopted her. We adopted her um, probably about three or four years into, about four years into my marriage. And I had known her for a long time. First of all, let me go back. Um, I had always wanted to be able to have children of my own and that didn't happen. And I remember I used to just really grieve, um, especially my other friends that, that had children and daughters and I would listen to their, their stories about how they went mommy-daughter shopping and how they would go on trips together. And, and, you know, I would just probably grieve God by just talking all the time, God, I wish I had a daughter that I could go mommy-daughter shopping with and, and all the time. And so um, he allowed it to happen for me. And um, so I started, I started uh, counseling my daughter, uh, who's my, my, my daughter now, at the age of eight years old. I was involved in the jail ministry and I did volunteer uh, Bible study with the inmates and um, I also did some counseling there. And one of the, the men that I did counseling with, he knew that I was a counselor and he asked me um, if I would uh, counsel um, a foster child that he had. And I was like, yeah, certainly. And so I started counseling her around eight years old. And um, at that time, uh, it started out what was really a counseling relationship, but then it grew into more because he was uh, having some problems in his marriage with his um, wife and they separated. And um, so I just started spending more time um, with the young lady because she was coming into puberty and he was a, a much older man uh, raising uh, the foster child. And so I would started taking her with me and um, every Saturday I would pick her up. And uh, at that time, both my mother and my grandmother were bedridden. So I had the duty of going to care for them every Saturday, getting them out of bed, feeding them. And so I would take her with me to do those things. And after that, I would allow her to pick a restaurant that she wanted to go to, and we would go and we would uh, have like a little Bible study together. I would go over the Sunday school lesson for the next day with her and make sure that it was age appropriate and just uh, try to give her some encouragement and share gems of truth with her. Mm -hmm. And um, our relationship just grew and grew and grew. And then there was a period of time that I didn't see her for a while. And um, she had gotten into a lot of trouble. She was a, she was a tr very troubled uh, young girl. She was taken from her mother when she was about five years old. And it left her very angry, very, very angry. Mm -hmm. And um, so I got a call one day from her. Um, well, let's back up a little bit. Let's back up now. You you were counseling. You were introduced to this child at eight. Now, eight-year-olds are cool. You know, they're just a lot of fun. I tell you, I have eight-year-old neighbors. We had a, um, we did a bike race. And the reason why 
we were part of this bike race, I, I, you know, gave this bike race was because these guys challenged me into racing their bike, uh, challenged me into a bike race. And I'm like, okay, well, I got you. So I just, we, we, we just ministered. We just gave a, you know, wonderful bike race. One of the other local churches participated and, you know, we just funded this and, and gave this bike race. But the point is, is eight year olds are cool. Now you were, you went to the restaurant and you, you know, you were into taking, taking her out to the different restaurants and everything. Well, kind of back up a little bit. I think I missed something because I know the story, right? Okay. Yeah. I, I am going to get to that, but I just, I want to, I want to let you know how we were developing this relationship to the point where he had asked me, um, well, the school kind of stepped in too, because she had become very troubled and there were a lot of things going on. And so she was actually going to be put out on the streets and I didn't want that to happen. So we ended up, my husband and I adopting her. And um, so then one day we were just, going to this restaurant and this is a Coney Island that we had not visited before Mm -hmm. and as I turned up in the driveway she said my mom used to work here and all of a sudden I mean God brought this picture back to me it was it, it was incredible he brought this picture back to me of probably seven years prior when I used to frequent this restaurant every Sunday before I went to church. Um, I would go and I would have breakfast. This was before I had gotten married. And I would go and I would have breakfast there. And I was used to the same waitress all the time. She knew I was coming. She always saved my seat. And this one particular morning when I went there, she wasn't there. And I was met by another young lady who came and waited on me. And I asked her, you know, where is And she said, oh, she's not here today. And so I was kind of feeling some kind of way about it, but, you know, I was out of my little comfort zone with somebody who I wasn't used to having. But anyways, I said, okay, well, let me just make small talk with her and speak with her. And one of the things that I said that I could talk with her about is her baby. She was noticeably pregnant. And I asked her what her name was, and I was just asking her about her pregnancy. And I asked her, was this her first child? And she said, no, I have a little girl at home. And she said, would you like to see a picture of her? And I said, sure. And so she showed me a picture of this little girl. And she told me that what she was going to name her her baby that was being born. She knew it was a boy. And so I just, you know, we kind of parted with me telling her, well, you know what? I'm going to remember to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to pray for you that you'll have a healthy delivery. I'm going to pray for your little girl. And so I would say probably for about maybe a month, month and a half, but I called her name out every night and I prayed for her and her, her little girl and her baby to be born. And um, yeah, I, so I remember the name. So when we pulled up in the restaurant that day and my daughter told me that her mom used to work there, immediately it went back to me. And even the picture that she had shown me, I, that was, I knew that that was my daughter. So it was incredible. praying for the for the, the the lady, the waitress's daughter, and here years later, this was the she same was girl daughter. that you Absolutely. had ministered to, and she's your daughter now. She's my daughter. Wow. Absolutely. And I had it's just incredible how God will do things. I had no idea. And you know, that's why when God lays something on our heart to do, that we should do it because we never know how down the road that's gonna 
impact us, you know, what God's going to do with it. And yeah, to this day, and um, she has contact with her biological mother. And so I brought the story up and her mom vaguely remembers it, but I remembered it. And I had no recollection of it until mm-hmm. that day when we turned in that driveway and she said that to me. And then it was like God had just rolled it back like a mm-hmm. movie screen in front of my eyes for me to see it. And I remembered it as if it were yesterday. Wow. So wow. That's, that's just, that, that was amazing. To me. It, it really is. Yeah, it yeah. really is. He is faithful. Now, you know, there, we know that, you know, as women, uh, I have friends, I have many, you know, people that I know that have, you know, women that have, haven't had a chance to have children. And, um, you know, that I'm older now, too. So a lot of them are my age and, and older who have just not had a chance to have children. But, you know, I just want to encourage, encourage women, you know, here's a miracle, you know, and, and thank you for that testimony, because even though you had a desire in your heart for uh, having a child and, you know, God bless you with that desire. Now, we don't always get the desire, you know, that we desire, <laughs> you know, because it has to be purpose. But but what I kind of see with your testimony is that there was just no mistaking it. This was yeah. ordained by God, you know, in that this child, you know, was definitely going to be a part of your life. And, you know, children, children are a blessing from the Lord, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah, they are. You know, Sister Ann, I had said that I used to always worry God about, I wanted to have a daughter that I could go mommy daughter shopping with. And do you know what I hate doing the most? <laughs> Going shopping with her. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh no, because it's just too much time in the store. And she yeah. always wants me to go. I'm just like, well, let me just give you the money. You go, no, but I want you to come and I want you to watch me try things on. And, oh, and so boy. we have to be careful what we ask God for. Be careful what you ask for. I'm telling you. Be I'm telling you. What, you what a great testimony. Uh, Sister Yvette. What what is your ministry? What is your ministry? Well, I would say that my ministry is being a servant. Um, I just want to be available to do whatever God has called me to do. Um, those who know me well say that I have the gift of mercy, and um, I feel that I'm an encourager, and um, so I want to be able to encourage those, you know, and. And we, we're living in a day, especially with the pandemic and all that's going on, where people are losing hope, people are hopeless. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to be available to encourage them, to offer God's hope, to, to show love, to show mercy. Um, I think a lot of times people are judgmental these days. And um, even with Christians, there are Christians who are judgmental. And I think that we need to be able to extend God's love and mercy. And that's not to say that we don't still give the word of God. That's not to say that we compromise the word of God. But we also need to be able to know how to extend mercy and extend love to those who are hurting. Because God did that with us. So we need to be able to do that. Definitely. Being a servant, uh, you know, I think that that's not really the the end thing, is it? (laughs) 
<laughs> being a servant is not the end thing. I don't I don't see where being a servant is popular on TV, any of the any of the reality shows. I don't see where that's being popular. Uh, that's and, you know, not why I struggled with that for mm -hmm. a long time because I wanted that gift to be able to sing. Oh, how I wanted to sing. I love music and I mm -hmm. always wish that I could sing it. Mm -hmm. Just not my gift, not my calling. And mm -hmm. um, when I finally came to the realization that I was not making it about God, I was making it about me because if it was about God, then I would be comfortable where he has placed me. And so as a servant, you know, that's what God has called me to do. And I want to be able to do that to the best of my ability. That is so, so wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. The, the servitude, I, I remember the scripture in the Bible where uh, Jesus washed the disciples' feet and gave that example of servitude. You know, they were needing to have their feet washed. Moms do that, too. Hmm don't they? We do so, so much. And I tell you, the, um, the heart that a woman has to have to be a good mom, you know, one that, you know, would, would understand that, you know, love is what's up and serving is what's up and it's okay to do those things. You know, I don't, I think that God picked someone great and wonderful to um, give that girl to as a mom, uh, having a servant's heart. I definitely believe that. You know, some women, like I say, they don't get the, the opportunity to have the love of motherhood per se, someone that came from their womb. But there are many, many children uh, out there in the world that, you know, even as a, a grandma, I'm, I'm big mama now. I'm not mom. I'm big mom. But, you know, the, the eight-year-olds come out. Hey, they want to challenge you to a bike race, you know. Yeah, because yeah, you, you show that love, that neighborly, neighborly approachability type thing. And, but just having the heart that, hey, you know, kids are cool. And I think that that's kind of what where where I am even with with this society and you know just understanding that that God's people God's children are a blessing and blessed is the man that has a quiver full of them we're coming up on a lot you had already mentioned the challenge of COVID and everything and women uh, the struggle that women have when it comes to you know a lot of a lot of single moms out there uh, a lot of moms that have husbands, but they don't have the support The you know, the kid's father, but they don't have the support. Uh, so that right there is huge. And we just want to encourage women to, most of all, first thing, if, if you are expecting a child, don't let this pandemic, this pandemic, don't let uh, any, any, uh, financial situation or uncertainty. Don't let anything or anybody scare you into not going through and following up and having your child mm -hmm. have your baby. Because truth of the matter is, is that things change just like that. They change in a day. They change overnight. And sometimes, yes, 
we do go through the struggle of life, but we'll struggle. There's going to be challenges in life anyway. There'll be challenges in life anyway. But I just want to encourage you as a woman. Um, I don't know that this is kind of new and offbeat of what we were planning on discussing today. But definitely, definitely have your baby. Have your little bundle of joy. I know that um, even if you're in a, a bad marriage, a challenging relationship, uh, you already have children. You know, there's so many excuses that the devil tries to throw at women that are in, uh, in life's challenging situations who are pregnant. Uh, but have the baby. That could be the next person, the one that would, would truly love and the, tr the one that would be with you in the time of challenge. You know, I'm not saying everything is peachy cream and roses, but I tell you, if the Lord blessed you with the child, then he definitely will bless you to raise the child up. And of course, what do we do, Kelly, huh? We do, we, we live in the fear and admonition of the Lord. As you know, Sister Ann, one, one of the greatest things that I discovered in doing this is um, my daughter came with a lot of challenges, and the first three to four years were very, very, very difficult. I had to, our relationship changed. I was no longer counselor. Now I was um, the person who said, no, you shouldn't do mm -hmm. this. And, you know, so it, it, it changed the relationship, and like I said, the first three years, uh, I think year two, I was ready to give her back. Mm. <laughs> and my husband said, no, we're not going to do that. Mm. But through um, the challenges that we went through, um, you know, God will use situations to show you things about yourself. Mm. I remember in probably about the third year, I was just like, all she wants us is to do things for her. It's all about what we can, get, what she can get out of us. And I remember so clear one day when God kind of tapped me on my shoulder and said, Kelly, you want the same thing from me. Mm. You, you wanted the same thing from me. And mm. so, um, you know, it's God, God will just sometimes use those difficult situations to show you things that you don't necessarily want to see about yourself, but he'll do it in a loving way. So, you know, now I can look back and I thank God for it. Because the way that God shows us things about ourselves is um, it's all about love. It's all in love. And so God has, through that, helped me to be more patient with my daughter and the challenges that she goes through and to try to be loving to her because God has been loving and merciful to me. So God uses everything. He doesn't throw anything away. Yes. And, and that's for any child, I tell you. There, I, I had three. So it's like there were times it's like, what did I do? You know, what, where are you, God? So it's not just if a, if a child has, you know, been gifted to you uh, through adoption or if you had the baby. Look, <laughs> we all have that, that idea. Uh, can we give them back? <laughs> no. But really... Uh, the perseverance and pressing through in love. I like your ministry. I think that to to be a servant is a blessing uh, from the Lord to have that heart because, like I said, it's not popular. You know, it's not something that's going to get the ratings. 
the um, I do want to uh, let viewers know too, though. Uh, yes, we we are here to pray uh, for you and everything, and to be with you. But there's resource information out there that there's big helps um, that will help you through the challenging times. And no matter what it is that you're you're dealing with, um, you can definitely um, get help. So there, there's resources out here. We do have resources out here at our on our website on the LFHHM website, lfhhm.org, at the, the discipleship resources tab there. And there is an, a, um, a, a website called 211, and it has information out there that, you know, if you, all you got to do is pop your zip code in. That's why we kind of feature it, a link to it from our website, because all you have to do is pop your zip code in and go. it will take you to resources and helps in your area. Now, you know, we're in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area, but of course, we want to talk to people around the world. You know, right now we're just greater United States here, but um, we want to make sure that people are aware that there is help and hope out there. Uh, we do go out there and select a link. It will tell, take us out there and you'll just put your information out there uh, to uh, do that search. So just know that um, there's people out there, there's resources out there that, that are available to you. Uh, if you have issues, emergency, crisis, um, we talked about suicide last week. If you get the, the, just the depression or whatever those triggers are where you're dealing with that, there's a National Suicide Prevention Hotline information out there that you can where you can speak with someone uh, you know someone that's going through a uh, sexual assault situation you know being women were vulnerable you know a lot of times uh, domestic violence there's a domestic violence hotline out there uh, and I want to give that to what I'm seeing here is 1-800-799-7233 that's super important. Um, get get to safety. Get to safety. I think we've ministered on that subject several. Uh, we've mentioned it several times during the Sunday broadcast. But uh, don't stay in an abusive situation. Uh, just just trust God in it, and trust God. Ask Him to give you the strength to walk away, and He will take care of you. I know He will. Uh, I do want to, I want to pray for, uh, that's something that we do in this, on this uh, platform here. We're, we're not all talk because we can talk to each other all day and all night. And it's like, okay, well, we know the problem, but what's the solution? And definitely we know a God that knows, has the answer. He has the answer. He knows the answer. And we just want to approach, approach him and ask him to help in situations. Um, 
in situations like this, um, challenging situations where women um, are single moms, having to, what, what are we doing now, Kelly? Uh, uh, Sister Yvette, what are we doing? We're, we're training or doing the classes, homeschooling yeah. and, mm -hmm. and working and house cleaning and parenting parents. taking care of the el elderly parents yeah i mean that's trying to juggle it all mm -hmm. that's your ministry too you know um th that's something to think about you know women our age grandparenting and and then some you know you're doing a lot and it can become overwhelming but god will give you the strength and we want to pray um, and ask God to come in and to your lives and to our lives and do just that. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we, we know that we need you. And we just thank you, God, that we are able to come to you. Hallelujah. And ask you, God. God, we are so grateful and thankful that you even know what we need even before we ask. But it's your way, God. You said ask. And the promise on the other side of that asking is ask and it shall be given. Seek and it shall be found. Knock and the door shall be open. And God, today... We just come to you and ask in behalf of the women, the women that are in challenging situations, the woman that will see this and is in a challenging situation, the saved woman, the unsaved woman, God, the saved mother, the unsaved mother, we ask God that you will stretch out your mighty hand and provide God. This is the end of the month. This is the last day of the month, God. And we just ask that you will provide, that you'll send the rent, that you'll send the mortgage money, that you'll send the bill money in time in the name of Jesus. God, the woman that is that that had and kept the child and birthed the child, God, that the one that's struggling and going through having to teach and train and and do all and provide. God, we ask that you will strengthen women on today, God. Strengthen us, God. You know, there's a saying, God, that whoever rocks the cradle rules the world. Well, God, I tell you, we are, we're rocking it. We're doing a lot. And we just ask, God, that you will be with us in these times. Perform miracles, God. Give us wisdom. Somebody is, is looking for you to show up and, and show out, God, because they're in a, a challenging situation where no one can get them out but you. And I tell you again, but God. We hear you, Goliath, but God. Hallelujah. God, just do your thing in the lives of your people. And we will forever give you the glory, honor, and praise. Those that's, that's going through domestic violence, God, provide a way of safety. Give them the strength to walk away in Jesus' name.
protect those and and stay the hand of, of the enemy that's going through sexual abuse, God, in the name of Jesus, to stop it, God, and get them to the ark of safety, God. Help the church, God. Help the lay members. Help us as Christians, saints, and believers to stretch out and speak out and tell of your goodness and testify about how you are, that you are a keeper, way maker, provider. Hallelujah. We'll forever give you the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, I tell you, that prayer just makes me go. It, <laughs> it makes me go. It makes me go want to tell somebody else. It makes me want to go believe. It makes me want to go hug somebody and encourage them to know that our God is in control. He is on the throne. A lot's going to be happening next week. And they're talking about a lot of silly things, um, you know, rioting at this president wins or if this man wins or if the other man wins or whatever but you know we're not doing any of those things especially as believers and we're going to keep prayer up before the Lord to know that he will protect lead and guide those that are trusting in him so we just want to also just encourage you to pray that there will be a peace for whatever decision has been made because uh, with that, God, it, it don't matter who is in control, Republicans or Democrats. Really, the true one that's in control is God himself. And once the world realizes that, then we will be at peace to continue on with our lives. I don't care what the economy does. It's going to do it anyway because of what um, people are uh, wanting to do steal and all of that and crash the, the dollar or whatever, look, just get saved and stay saved. <laughs> Amen. Trust your God. Sister Yvette, we want to thank you for joining us today and sharing that uh, testimony. And uh, we just know that, you know, it's, it's going to be great. You know, <laughs> life continues on and, uh, you as a believer too, you know, there's peace and life everlasting with our Lord and Savior. So that's definitely something to get to look forward to. Uh, but thanks for joining us. Okay. And ciao for now, guys. And we'll, we'll see you next time.